Picnic Table Society, a ragtag group of people in recovery that live by Rule 62. Don't take yourself so damn seriously. Your recovery is your journey. Get engaged, try new things, and have fun with it. Yo, maestro. Intro, please. You can't steal second with your foot on first. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Picnic Table Society. My name is Joe, along with Aaron and Jeff. What's going on, man? Are you reading off your phone the intro? Because you you say that every. Uh, no, nah, I took a picture of like me with the with the thing here with the equipment. Oh, because every show you start off the same, which is fantastic. You should, but I thought you were like reading it scripted off your phone. No, I think he's got it pretty pretty down by yeah. memory. Good job. We Georgia. don't do anything scripted. No, we, we don't. I just it. didn't know if that's what you were doing. I no, never we really just look at you just because I so rather Jeff. look at Aaron. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. You're welcome, Jeff. Yes, ma'am. How does it feel being married? It feels great. It feels great. It feels so great when we got home from our honeymoon, which was fantastic. We're, we're, How long we, of a flight was that, by the way? So each way, we took three planes. You took three planes to get there? Yes. What, they're talking about Alaska. Yes. No, no, I know, but I'm yeah. just saying. So the first one, we went just right up to uh, uh, Atlanta. Okay. Um, so that was uh, like 45 minutes. Yeah, an hour. yeah. And then we went to Seattle. Uh, all the way okay. on the other side, above California there. Okay. And that was like five, six hours. And okay. then we went to Alaska, another like four to five hours. So um, flight oh, that's time. It? Four to five yeah, hours but from with Seattle? the layovers, man, uh, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot. But, yeah. you know, but the it, listen, it is what it is. We didn't really care. The plane was very uncomfortable. You can't really sleep on there. So, you know, on the way back, we didn't, and on the way there, we didn't really sleep. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, the cool thing was they had a, a washer and dryer there. So we got to wash all our clothes and fold them nice in our suitcase so we got home and just put them right away so we're putting everything away as soon as we walked in the door we wanted to get everything unpacked get everything settled and that's what we did and uh you know about an hour later i said baby i can't find my wedding ring yo i was nervous oh <laughs> uh, you left it in alaska man I, I, no no so at this point um uh, you know, I had just cleaned the pool, skimmed the pool, vacuumed the pool. So now I'm checking in the pool. She's checking areas. We're checking in the garbage. I, I, I mean, anywhere. I did a load of laundry that was left over. So it was already dried. So I'm going through that laundry. Bugging out. Bugging out. So then I, we started checking the drawers that we put my clothes away. And I found it in the short drawer. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I got to get a ring, um, whatever it's called. Because it's, um, you know, I lost weight. So it's a little... A little bit too big from when we sized it out. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah I'll be all right because I found it. Yep. There you <laughs> go. That's it. Yeah. So, so listen, what's going on? So listen, today, you know, I got to thinking over the weekend and it was like, well, the reason that we made this podcast was talk about things that people don't talk about in meetings. And I know one of the subjects I at least try to stay away from in meetings is the Suboxone or Methadone Maintenance Program. You can't talk about that Any in kind meeting. of maintenance, anything, you know I mean? they got everything. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that because I know when I first came in the rooms, like I'm a person, I used to abuse Suboxone. I never went to a doctor to get it. I was all off the street, um, but I didn't want to do pain pills anymore. So I was like, okay, Suboxone's better, but I would straight up get high off of that stuff. Um, so when I came in the rooms and got sober, you know, Clean and sober, all the way to the T, nothing mind or mood altering. It was, that's the only way to be sober. Now, as I've you know grown up a little bit in this program um, and met different people and heard different things, 
you know, my opinion on that's changed. You know, I, I do know that um, one of the detox centers here um, is government uh, subsidized. Fu- yes, funded. And so, you know, the government kind of controls what they do. And I've noticed um, a lot of people coming out of that vicinity are very heavily medicated with Suboxone. And, you know, I've actually been asked a few times by, uh, yeah, money, money. I've been asked a few times by women that are, you know, take that do the Suboxone maintenance to sponsor them. And I really had to change my views then. Um, because, again, who am I to say what works for people? But the one thing that I had um, I'd learned from someone, you know, with more experience was it's okay if we have a if we have some kind of plan to get off of it, you know, because again, it's maintenance. So there's a program to downsize that and to eventually the goal be 100 completely sober. Let me ask you something. Ask me, Jojo. Have you met anybody, anybody that has successfully been on methadone or suboxone, okay, for whatever the plan was, gotten off of it, and stayed sober. A yes. bunch of people. Yes. Bunch of people. You have? Yes. I, I've One of my never, very close friends did it. Really? I've never met anybody. Dude, I've met a bunch of people, and I won't say their names. No, 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 no. Like no, 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 no you also got to remember, though, I, I worked at a rehab for uh, a year and a half that dealt with MAT's medical assistant treatment, which we're really? talking about methadone, suboxone, vivitrolture, all Yo, that stuff. I yep. have never met anybody. And I, I, I was actually, I was on. You don't meet enough people, Joe. Yeah, no, I guess I go. don't. Nope. No, because I, I was on suboxone for a little bit, and the stuff works, okay? Like, you start taking, and, you know, there's, there's you have the subutex, which yep. is just the buprenorphine. <clears throat> and then you've got the suboxone, which is the bu- uh, buprenorphine and naloxone, right? Mm-hmm. And naloxone is the like the inhibitor or whatever blocks the yeah. opiates. You know what I mean? And you take that for a couple of days, you can't get high. No, you shoot a couple bags of dope, and you ain't getting high. Right. So, what, so the solution is to stop taking the suboxone. That way, you can go ahead and get high. Yeah. Well, I have somebody you know that's I mean? very close to me that's right what I now. Did. Um, she actually tried to do suboxone maintenance years ago and abused it. And never got off of it. Um, and then, of course, like you were just saying, stopped taking it all together and moved on to harder drugs. Um, she is now again clean and sober and on the Suboxone maintenance program with the goal of, you know, tapering down. And so I'm kind of excited to see what that looks like for her. But, you know, then I see I see other people in meetings and that take Suboxone that are prescribed Suboxone and they take their mm-hmm. medication as prescribed and you see them nodding out nodding out and it's like whoa that's just way too much like you're you're double dosing it you know but again that's not them double dosing it's their doctors writing that prescription yeah i don't know i just don't i i really don't get it man i really don't get it i mean i i understand you know because listen being dope sick sucks okay i've been through it many times before you know what i mean so i understand somebody if they're in some kind of facility and they're taking something like a you know like a subutex or whatever it is to help the withdrawals, you know what I mean? But past that, as far as being on like a maintenance for like months and months and months, I don't, I don't get it, man. I I really don't. It's like, you know, it's almost because it's like, if you're taking something that doesn't allow you to get high the way you want to, like, it's like you're being forced into it. It's not like a choice, you know what I mean? It's not like I'm choosing sobriety. That This is just for me. I don't yeah. care what anybody else does. Like you said, you guys have met people that it's worked for them. 
you know, kudos for them. You know what I mean? That's great. I'm Let's just saying it, for, for my, for myself though, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm staying sober because I want to stay sober, not because I'm taking some pill that won't let me get high. So, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I get what That's you're saying. Just, yeah. I, no, I get exactly what you're saying, but and I'm going to get back to that in one second. Remind me if I don't, because there's something you're totally missing there. No, totally sure, missing sure. There. Okay, uh, but on page 23 of our big book, it says the main problem, the alcoholic center is in the mind, not in the body. And the reason why people are put on MATs is because their body is going through so much. And here's what I'm going to get back to. It's different now, Joe. You're 11, 12, 12 years sober, I think. Yeah. 12. Yo. There's fentanyl and everything. People look for fit. Listen, listen to me, but hear me out. People want X for fentanyl. They don't even X for heroin. They just want fentanyl. Fentanyl is a game changer. So my point being this, okay? At first, when I first heard of this, when I started working at River Region and all, I was, I was 2016, three years clean and sober. I'm like, yo, this is some bullshit right here. I wasn't able to keep, I wasn't able to take a shot of NyQuil every night to get over my tremors. I wasn't able to take maybe a, smoke a little joint every night until I felt better to stop. No, from, I had know? nothing. I had nothing, you know, but I'm telling you from what I've seen now in the past five years of doing, being in this career, man, and knowing what I know about fentanyl, and I know a lot about it, okay, there is, I am not against somebody going to one of these treatment plan places and getting put on one of these MATs. I'm not against as it. As long as they have a, um, a meta, mm-hmm. they continue to following that program to, to get tapered off. So, number one, methadone, it's the devil. Okay, if you're oh, on yeah. methadone, listen. Oh my goodness! Everybody that I knew that was on methadone, it was just a cheap way to maintain because yes. it cost you like next to nothing to go there and get yeah. dosed every morning, and then you could still get high on top of it anyway. Yeah, you and the great I mean? news is that these places aren't administering methadone no more. They know, they know, right? But the, so they're the, doing suboxone it's instead, sub- mostly suboxone, Vivitron shot, uh, you know, a couple right, other things right. too. Okay, and um, you know, w- with suboxone, so. Here at the uh, Java Club, we don't take anybody in MATs, including Suboxone. And um, well, it's not that kind of place. Though. It, it, it's not. You and, don't have it, any like nurses to oversee stuff. We don't. And, bob, bob, and even yeah. if it, you know, we just I as long as I'm here, I won't. Okay. Right. And the reason for that is again, I worked in River Region. I saw it in the morning. Okay. What I, we could go up to twenty three guys here legally. Let's say we got twelve guys on Suboxone. Twelve guys not. Yo, you and you said it yourself, Joe. You see what happens when somebody gets their dose. That's a major, major trigger, man. Yeah. That is a major trigger. I ain't willing to sacrifice anybody else's sobriety because they get triggered for, from seeing somebody in and out, in and out. Like you know I said, I mean? I'm all in favor of it. I'm all in favor of, and I've said this on this podcast before, I'm all in favor of anything that anybody wants to do to try to better themselves, right? right? Whether it's, you know, and, and that includes being on some sort of, medication to help with you know either withdrawals or help with some kind of maintenance thing or you know psychiatric issues or whatever it is i don't care like i think it's totally fine i just speak from my own personal Mm -hmm. experience and that shit don't work for me because it's like i'm still taking something no i'm with you You but again what i'm trying to say is if you were getting clean and sober now and your issue was fentanyl you probably have a different viewpoint on this. Right. I don't know. Not, I mean, I, 
I, I don't Man, know. I don't know if there's. It. I don't know if there Talk was, to the guys and girls I mean, who even, use it. Even twelve years ago, there may have been some fentanyl in that stuff. I mean, I've overdosed before. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was I was shooting twenty bags a day. Well, maybe you know that's why I mean? you overdosed. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. Like you know, getting off of getting off of like heroin, like it, it yeah. sucks. It's terrible. And when I did, like I wish I had some you know subutex or something like that to help me withdraw, but I didn't. So whatever. But I don't really. I mean, I've been through withdrawals, right. you know, before anyway. But um, no, like I said, it's just it, for me, it's just like I'm either going to get off the stuff or I'm not. Right. And when I get off of it, I, I, I need to be off of it completely, not taking something. Well, I think <laughs> to, it, it also gives people, you know, a chance to get to that point, Joe, because I mean, I never got into the heroin or the fentanyl yet. Like, thank God, mm-hmm. you know, um, but for I can only imagine if being in that position, it's like, I know the position I was in when I got here at that time, when I first walked in these doors, I did not want to get sober, you know? And so it's somebody that's actually having like physical pain and physical detox and stuff like Jeff's describing, you know, it kind of gives me a little bit of a little bit of breath to stick around and start working on myself. But that, but that's different though. Like I, and I understand that I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally in favor of, like I said, anybody trying anything to help better themselves, but especially going through the withdrawal period, if there's something that you can take to help you through that, I think it's fantastic. Go for it. But when you start talking to people and it's like six months later and they're still on, you know what I mean? I've and got an example for, for me, you. For me, I'm just like, what the hell? Because you know there's a pill, too, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's for alcohol. And it was for, do you, don't you remember this? It was really. No, 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 no. It was really big, like, um, you know, years ago. Ecstasy? No, that stuff is great. That, that stuff is great, though. Take take three pills, snort one up each nostril. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's right. You're snorting. Oh, you know it. You know oh, it. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a pill for people who drank a lot to where they would take this pill every day, and if they consumed any alcohol, it would make them throw it up. It would make them right. sick. So they actually couldn't get like drunk. You know what I mean? And it's like, how miserable of an existence is that? Where yeah. you have to take this pill every day, and then... Like, you still want to drink, so then you go ahead and try to drink, and you just, you know, puke it all up, and it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just terrible. Well, let me bring something up here, and I'm going to get to a controversial question here for both y'all, and I'll answer it, too, is, uh, first of all, I could relate to what you were saying, because about three years ago, I sponsored a guy. He asked me to sponsor him, right? Uh And uh, I was working with him for six or seven months, and he finally told me he was on methadone. I said, okay, so what's your plan to get off of it? He goes, I have no plan. (laughs) So, no, I, you know, I let him go. I let him go. And just for me, and that's just for me, I respect you if you go the other way. So please respect my decision. I won't sponsor anybody on Suboxone or methadone. I just won't do it. I don't know what person I'm going to get at what time during the day. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Number two. So here's the question. Okay. And it's a controversial question. What's your sobriety date if you're on Suboxone? Oh, that's, listen, your sobriety date is whatever it is you choose. That's a personal decision. Okay. That's me. I don't, I don't even care. You know what I mean? That's you. But what I, I'm telling you right now is I, you know, you follow social media, you, you hang out with the people around the program. There is a big, big argument there. It is what it is. 
Okay. So there's a big of, argument. Of what people I, saying that you're not sober. Okay. So because yeah. somebody's on Suboxone for nine months. Yo. So say somebody gets sober on January first, two thousand ten. Yeah. And somebody else gets sober on January first, two thousand ten. And now it's January first, two thousand eleven for both of them. And one of them still one on of them still on Suboxone. One never used Suboxone to get sober. I think they're both the same. I, I honestly Listen, think they're both. You so, want to know? You want to know why? Because well, first of all, <clears throat> I, like I said, I think it's a personal kind of thing or whatever. But are they both in recovery? Okay, are they both, both in recovery? Are they both living like a different life? That's, are they both? You know? Are they both? So that's my thing. So to like, answer your not? first sure. question, Jeff, like I sponsor women that are that do take methadone or Suboxone. I've only been asked by I think one, maybe two. But it, cause neither of them really stuck around. Mm-hmm. But I, my whole thing is, is, okay, what's the plan to get off of it? Right. You know, if we have a plan to get off it, oh, it, you're going to be tapered off within the next six months. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with that girl and keep her accountable on that. Okay. So there's that. The second part is with your, your dates, you know, it's, again, is that one that's taking, you know, the, the maintenance? Are, are they nodding off in meetings? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the one friend that I, I, I referred to back when we first started this, I didn't even know that she had been on maintenance program. I've known her her whole sobriety. I didn't even know until recently. So that's three years. I didn't even know until probably the last six months. And she, it just happened to slip out. And she told me, you know, because I, I think it was when I had got the sponsee that was on Subox and I asked for an opinion. And she, well, you know, I was. And I, I've been off of it for a year now. You know, and so she did it the proper way. She got on it. And got tapered off, and she never told anyone. And therefore, like, her sobriety day is the day that she stopped doing drugs, period. Not the day she got off of Suboxone. Does that make sense? It does. So, and I love that. And uh, so here's my answer. Okay, so uh, it was about four, maybe four years ago. I was like, oh, hell no. That person, their date is not January 1st, 2015. They're still on Suboxone. That's the judgmental Jeff. Exactly. Right. That's the judgmental Jeff. Right? Today, guess what? That shit ain't none of my business what your sobriety yep. date is. No. My sobriety date is my business. That's between you and your higher power. <laughs> That's exactly I, that, what that, I was that, saying. But, but I'm bringing this up because, man, I still see the arguments out there on, like, Facebook. I still hear the crap out there. Yo, that shit will send somebody out to use again and die. What somebody uh, else does is none of your damn business. That's exactly right. So don't right. get on anybody who's taking Suboxone, Vivitrol shot. Don't say they're not sober. Don't tell them to change their That's sobriety. Exactly. That, that shit ain't our business. That's exactly right. I had right. that frame of mind early on because you know why? When I look at myself, which is this program's taught me to do, right. guess what? I wish I could have been doing something to take the edge off. So but that, you know what? I did it. That's my business. So that brings us also into, you know, and this might be a topic for another day, but, you know, we t- we've talked about like the whole California sober thing. and blah, uh-uh. blah, blah. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. He knows listen. where he's going. No, 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 no. All I, my, my whole point is recovery. What does it mean for you to be in recovery? Okay. Oh, I like that question. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, because, you know, we, and we could talk about this at another time, but it's like for, you know, 
I don't even know if I should get into it right now. No, but don't give me a sobriety date if you're smoking weed, Joe. No, 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 nope. no, 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 no. Listen, listen. No, no, no. <laughs> no, keep no, that no. shit in California, yo. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> nope. You know, like I said, this could be, a, this, this is, gonna, we're running out of time here. This it's is not gonna, an MAT. Weed is not an MAT. That's not true. <laughs> oh, come on. You no, show that me a card. Different story, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Okay, if you got the card. Listen, yeah. we've come a long way. Cannabis is becoming legal Whoa, in. Cannabis, Dr. Joe over here. Clean that one up real quick. Listen, I'm serious. There are people out there in states where that stuff's legal, where they are using that stuff now to help people go through like withdrawals and stuff like that. I'm with you on that. Am I lighting up, whether I have a card or not, am I lighting up that joint to change the way I feel or am I lighting up that joint? For a different reason. And that's ah, going to be between so them and their higher power. Are you in recovery then? So yeah. That's like, recovery doesn't necessarily mean okay. that I'm like, Okay. So, I guess the whole yeah. abstinence thing, right? Like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? And like I said, we're running out of time here, so we're going to get into that in another in another topic. I'm not even going to go no, further No, but I, that, I want, but. before we close, I just want everybody to think of this before you listen to that show. I go to the dentist. I get three teeth extracted. They give me a prescription of painkillers, Loratab, say, right? And they tell me to take one every eight hours, all right? Or I go and I get a card for marijuana. Now, am I taking three pills every eight hours and am I smoking joints when I'm not in pain? You know what I'm saying? Yo, I need to change. For me, I would need to change my sobriety day. Or am I taking stuff as prescribed? Right, but that would that would entail you no longer being in recovery. You're getting high, like you're trying to. Exactly. Right, right, right. So that that's what I'm saying. But that's like, the danger of it, dude. I won't do. I can't smoke a joint because I have so much fear that it is going to change the way I think. I'm going to want and something that's else. That's part of being in recovery is knowing yourself and knowing your limitations and your weaknesses, and you know. Being in the twelve step program, right. we work those steps, and we get to learn about ourselves, right. and we, we get to the learn our character. Mm-hmm. Deep. We get to learn about that kind of stuff. And yo, yeah, yeah, I got one. It's yeah. really interesting. You know, they say so, if you get that prescription, like from the dentist or a doctor or something, give it to somebody. Imagine you give it to your sponsor, and then you get a, a script for like a marijuana card. Here, here hold my, hold my, hold my weed hold until my weed I need for it. Me. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. All right. Well, anyways, like I said, Nat, that's going to segue into another topic for another time. But yeah, we're out of time for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, that was a great topic. It was. That's good yeah. stuff. I remember and this I'm, show is opinionated. And uh, so and I'm glad I'm glad you guys have known people that have been on, you know, Suboxone and stuff like that. And it's worked for them yes, and has. everything. And uh, like I said, I'm all in favor for anybody doing anything to try to better themselves. But no, for, go get for, your green card. For me, <laughs> for me, I can't take Suboxone because I want to shoot dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I ain't going to cut it. So. Nope. Nope. All right. I but anyway, that's right. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Take care.